You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Morning Breath Podcast and radio show. We are so excited to be with you today. This is Chris Johnson. I'm filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Join with my dear friend, David Gammon and Nick Clemenson. And I just want to say good morning to all of you. Good afternoon. Good evening. It might be called Morning Breath, but I know we all listen to this at all different times of the day. So whatever time it is, the name of the Lord is to be praised from the rising of the sun until the setting of the same. And so good day to you. and God bless you. David, how are you doing today, man? I'm excited to do this program with you again. This is two weeks in a row. I know, right? I am super excited. We're going to have some fun today, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, we've got Nick Clementson back there, drummer, engineer, production guru, all the things, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Awesome. Yeah, you are. You do a great <laughs> job, man. <laughs> hey, so Morning Breath is basically a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we're a life-giving church by the grace of God. That's what God has called us to do, mm-hmm. to build a life-giving church that lasts. And so um, I love being a part of this community, and there's a lot of cool things happening at East Coast. One of the things that we want to include you in on Morning Breath, maybe you've just checked this out. This podcast is new to you. We're basically taking one chapter from the Bible, reading it at night, reading it in the morning, kind of ending and beginning our day in that chapter, and just asking the Holy Spirit, breathe, breathe on the Word, illuminate what you want us to see. And uh, we don't prepare a sermon, which as a you know preachers is a little bit more of a challenge. I like to prepare and study and all that stuff, but it's kind of good. It's really relational. And um, it really leaves us dependent on the Holy Spirit to help us do this program, which is never a bad place to be dependent on the Lord. So that's what this is about. And if you want to know the chapters we're in, check us out on the East Coast app or go to the website, eccc.us. You can also get information on all the uh, events, uh, past sermons, morning breath episodes, all sorts of cool stuff there. You can even check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So look us up there. And if you want to talk with us or get information or get a morning breath guide, just call us at 321 321- Four five two ten sixty, and uh, hey, we got some things happening at church. We want to invite you to and give you information. On. I'm gonna let David tell you all about it. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. First, we want to welcome you back to church. If you're yep. wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, need to social distance or not, come on back. We got a spot for you. We got a place for you. You're gonna be welcomed. You're gonna be loved on. We also got a lot of stuff. We're going really intense with leadership. We got a couple options for you. Yep. We have a leadership growth track that's being put on by East Coast Christian Center every Thursday night throughout the month of July. Jump on in for that. We also are hosting something now that's global. That's much bigger. So some of the best leaders across the planet mm. called the Global Leadership Summit. It's going to be August 5th and 6th. That is a conference, a leadership conference that will be digitally hosted here at East Coast Christian Center on the Merritt Island campus. That's August 5th and 6th. Let's look, you can look into that. That's going to be incredible. I know Craig Rochelle and Life Church does, does a lot with this. And then yeah. also we have ECCU fall semester starting August 5th. A lot of stuff starting here in in the beginning part of August through July for leadership. Go to our website, eccc.us, and jump in. We want to get you guys plugged in and growing with your leadership. Yep. That's good. And, you know, August is coming. The fall is hitting. A lot of new seasons are happening. We've been kind of doing this summer of shalom at East Coast, um, which is awesome, you know, but then there's there we have the fall of faith and fervor coming up. And so let's lean in. Let's get ready to hit the ground running with Jesus. And so those are great, great tools to make yourself available to. And listen, you might be thinking, why is all this leadership stuff being told to me? I'm not I'm not a pastor. I'm not a president or a CEO. Well, are you leading your family? Yep. Are you, you know, are you a Christian? Because if you are, you're actually by definition a leader um, because Christ is a leader and we're his followers. And so you are an influencer and a leader. This is good for every believer out there. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 
Hey, we're getting into 1 Thessalonians 1. We got a new book to begin uh, today. I'm excited about doing this with you, David. Uh, we're going to read this chapter twice. It's short but powerful. And uh, we'll read it in two different translations. And I know some of us are like, I don't want to hear it twice. Well, maybe sometimes if you're like me, hearing God say something twice really gets your attention. So listen well. I, that's what we want to be, really good listeners and hearers of the word. And then hopefully that will help us be good doers. So. Uh, David Gammon, I would love if you do us the honor of reading First Thessalonians 1 the first time through. Okay, I'm going to read actually Old King James. <laughs> no way. Let's <laughs> yes. go. We got New King I James was, and Old King James I was going to do like something more new, but Old King James, Paul and Sylvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mentions of you in our prayers, remembering remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men mm. we were among you, among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us, and the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believed in Macedonia and Achaia. For, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God. God word is spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything, for they themselves shew of us what manner of enter t- entering in what we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom, ra- whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Amen. So good. Oh, yeah, and, amen. Yeah, that's good. And we'll do, we'll do the simultaneous amen at the end of this one. We'll read New King James. <laughs> Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God had gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Amen. Man, praise God. First Thessalonians 1. I would love to kick it over to you first. What stuck out to you as you were reading this chapter, David? Paul ain't doing life alone. 
That's good, man. Like he could have opened up. He is writing to a whole church. He could have said, yo, it is Paul. Y'all need to just show some respect. This is get my green room ready. Exactly. (laughs) I want no yellow M&Ms in the bowl. Like, nope. He's like, this is Paul. This is Sylvanus. This is Timothy. And you see that um, he is pouring into other people's lives as they pour out as a group to this church in Thessalonica. And they instantly even are like, hey, listen, we're not we're still even though there's three of us, we're still not the guys. Here's the guys, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's doing what I like to call the the real successful business pattern. And people would be like, Jesus. And I'm like, yes. But if you really want to get the Jesus portion, you got to hit the John the Baptist portion. And that's like, oh, yo, don't look at me. I'm pointing my job. I'm, he must I'm just, increase. Yep. I'm just pointing towards Jesus. Yep. My life, whoever you are, you're meant to pour into people as all of you point towards Jesus. Yep. And just say, because don't forget, he's alive. All right. Yeah. He is not a um he is not a twelve step program, which nothing is twelve step programs. He is not a diet. He is not he is alive. He is a person. He is real. He is still here. So I don't want for a moment to take the place that he should have in yeah. people's lives. And you know how you take that place? By ever believing you should take glory, credit, or authority in somebody's heart. Mm. Bro, I love the way you preach New Testament. I was excited about coming to this chapter with you today. (laughs) Um, You're so right. And what a great example. I mean, of all people who who could be like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Like Paul was a, a bad dude. Like, he, he had been a previous, you know, persecutor of the church, high-ranking, feared, respected. And yet you see, I'm not the man. Jesus is the man. It reminds me of Mike Green, my, my dear Come friend on. and workout partner. I tell him all the time he's the man because he really is the most interesting man in the world. The guy is incredible. Follows Jesus to the just – he's so passionate about the Lord. Humble, uh, multiple karate fighting champion, business owner, workout guy, physique. He's, he's in amazing shape. I could keep talking about him. He's I got a little man crush on Mike Green, but he's an amazing brother and mentor to me. And I tell him often, you're the man. And you know what he says? I'm not the man, but I know who is. Come on. And Paul is doing that, and you, you nailed it. I'm not the man. I'll tell you who is. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and he drops the Holy Spirit. So we got the Trinity here in 1 Thessalonians 1. But I love that you said this, David. He included others. He talks about Sylvanus and Timothy in this chapter. He was intentional about others. And then he includes the entire church in in Thessalonica. And what I am just blown away by, and this is really why we are meant to not do life alone. Like you nailed the chapter theme. Paul didn't do life alone, not only with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but in a community, recognizing the contributions and values of every person that was doing kingdom work with him. And right out of the gate in verse 2, he said, we give thanks. I love we. Paul was not just I give thanks. It wasn't about me. It was about we. And I think that's important as Christians, as Christ followers, in whatever church you're a part of, whether that's East Coast or down the street at Destiny or over at Lighthouse or Coastal Community or wherever you're at, you're part of this capital C church, Body of Christ. He said, we, we give thanks to God always for you all, for y'all, 
This, mm-hmm. if, if this was the Southern translation, we right. thank God for y'all, all right? And he was thinking about y'all. He was thinking about we. He was thinking about y'all. And I think this is important, making mention of you in our prayers. And you know what? This happened to my wife and I last week. We were able to sit down and just have a meal with our worship leaders here at East Coast. And, you know, people give a lot of credit uh, to, to me for our worship. But let me tell you, it is not because of me. It is because of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and because of a great team of worship leaders, worship musicians, volunteers, production team member, pastors who funnel vision. What I'm getting to steward is not mine. I'm not in charge of it. I'm temporarily a steward of it for this season. And I'm so thankful for Paul's ability to see this. And I'm learning from Paul in this chapter. Anyway, we had dinner. And after dinner, my wife and I got the chance to just give prayer to thank God for our staff worship leaders, Amy, Shanna, Amanda. We just gave thanks to God. God, thank you for them. Thank you for their contributions, for what they do to serve this ministry. We couldn't do this without them. Like, stop and just for a moment, thank God. This is a great example of how to pray. Some of us think we only pray when there's a need or a problem. Thanksgiving is actually a great way to pray. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. It's one of the greatest expressions of worship and actually intimacy in your prayer life. It will not only glue you tighter in with Jesus, but also with your community because you aren't meant to be isolated. And let me tell you, I have unfortunately gotten a black belt in isolation, and I'm trying to unlearn some of that stuff. I tend to feel alone. I tend to try to, you know, be self-reliant because I, 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 you know, I'm often like, well, it's got to get done. And rather than look for who can help me get it done, I just look to myself and that's pride. And so Paul is, is a guy who's looking to others and I'm trying to unlearn some of that stuff. And I love his example because I got some pride that needs to be rooted out of me. It is not about me. It's about we. It's about the contributions mm-hmm. and, and, and efforts of everybody doing what we do. And that is, man, you're hitting the nail on the head right there because a lot of us, uh, we wind up uh, being because we love and because um, we want to see the best for people. It winds up translating out of our lives as we get this rescuer mindset that we have to have. And, and, and to do so, we have to solve people's problems. And we do that through the filter of how the different ways God's created us, but maybe not in God's temple in God's way. So if you're a compassionate person with the gift of mercies, you're constantly counseling people, <laughs> constantly texting and talking and pouring out your heart in these emotional conversations. You get home to your spouse and you're drained or you're just, you feel overwhelmed now drowning in everybody's problems. Or maybe you were like the one uh, with the gift of leadership to do so, to lead with with all diligence, well, you're constantly figuring out, jumping in and rescuing people. You got the S on your chest. You're fixing their finances. You're fixing their marriage. You're trying to, you know, do all this stuff for people with with your gift of leadership. But you wind up drained. and, And the only way to stop the constant draining is to isolate yourself. Mm. From people, but Paul doesn't do that, and he actually lays out. And the language, if you really look at it in the Old King James, is kind of brutal. Brutal. He's like, first of all, he's like, we, for all of you making, uh, we give thanks to God, like you're saying, thank us always, always, for you all making mention of you in our prayers. First of all, Paul's saying is, yep. I'm not. There's no S on my chest. That's right. I can't be Jesus for you. I cannot. I can only be who I am, who God's going to move through, and what he has called me to. And as long as I get that right, which is the grace is sufficient for that day. Um, Then he says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your what work and labor of love and 
patience of hope. These are not fun words. <laughs> Labor, <laughs> patience, work, work, hope. All right, hope, hope's a good word. Yeah. Patience. You're right. These are like man. These are like like the, these 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 can be a struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. Labor of love and patience in hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, not in that you will figure it out, in you will solve this problem, in yeah. you will have every answer. No, no, you are not the quarterback of the team. Take a knee and give Jesus the ball. Yes. You run your route. That's, That's what right. you got to do. You know, David, we work together in a church. Um, called East Coast, and we like each other. We love each other. We so also do away. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't let's not get carried away. We also do things that annoy each other. Yes. And we work alongside plenty of people, whether they're staff or dream team, that aren't that we're not perfect people. But I love that we get to do this together, and that's the that's the secret we get to. And Paul is teaching us: Do you want to get the most out of your church community? There's a great recipe here in verses two through five, and, and I'm just seeing it as we're talking and as you're sharing. Start with thanking God for them, not just for what they do. He said, "We thank God for you, not just your contribution." This isn't transactional. This is relational. Do you just thank God for who a person is that you're in, in you're in church with, and you can't have, even see who they are without the help the help of heaven? You need God's perspective on who every person in your church community is, because at the end of the day, that might be the person that annoys you, but that's also God's friend. Oh, and God's on. kid. So you got to stop and say, who are these people to you, God? I'm going to give thanks to you for who they are. They might be a, a, an eight on the Enneagram, and I don't like challengers. I like people that are like me. <laughs> well, you know what? I thank God that you have challengers that are willing to blaze trails and innovate and, and, and go through those kinds of things. Number two, not just thanking God for who they are, but number two, just what you said, brother, remembering their work. That is humility, recognizing their work and their contributions. And what I'm a part of is bigger than just the part that I play. I'm actually, I I watched TNT last week and I look at Allison and I look at Keith and I see these young leaders and these volunteers behind the scenes. and I'm going, oh my goodness, their work is massive. Thank God, this is way bigger than what I do. Remember their work. Three, recognize um, that God chose them. It says right here in verse four, knowing beloved brethren, your election by God. It's actually recognizing that God chose them for this. Man, you might not have chosen them, but God did. Mm-hmm. And that's at the end of the day what we honor. We honor whom God honors, and he honored them and gave them that place. And then four, setting an example for others' sake in your church community. He said, for our gospel didn't come to you in word only, but also in power. Verse five, and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, mm-hmm. as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. That means how I behave among the people in my church community, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just going to not be myself, but what I am saying is I'm setting an example and I'm being mindful and thoughtful and considerate. How I behave around you is for your sake. It's not just for me. I'm not just going to do what I want, but maybe even knowing your people, like watch this. Uh, if you know people's personality style or Enneagram type or sensitivities, you might actually be a little bit more tender with that one person because you understand that words of affirmation is their love language. And if you correct them too harshly, you're going to destroy them. Or this person actually doesn't want to hear your compliments. They just want the brutal truth. And you're mm-hmm. like, you know, how I'm going to behave around you is for your sake. And I know you don't want the fluff. You just want me to go right after what you need to grow in. So it's like thinking intellectually and with emotional intelligence, what is the best thing for the people in my community? I'm going to behave that way for their example. Man, that is so good because that's spot on. Like for me, just speaking personally, and I know he used the illustration because he know, Chris knows me so well, <laughs> is that I am a challenger. <laughs> I am a challenger. and But I'm also my, my flipping over to Gary Chapman now in the five love languages. I am words of affirmation. Yeah. So let me tell you this. When you're a challenger with words of affirmation, 
I carry more hurt in my heart than people will ever know. Yeah. I would tell you right now, easily as a pastor, for every time people see, I do the young adult ministry, I do the avenue, and oftentimes I'm making people laugh and you see people applauding for me. I am carrying deep wounds on my heart because mm-hmm. I see someone I love doing something that I, I need, I have to speak into, and I just genetically cannot sit back and not challenge it. But when I do, they never say, Pastor, thank you. <laughs> they bite me back. Yeah. And, she bite. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, but I'm an affirmation person and they don't bite with their teeth. They bite with their words. So it goes incredibly deep and I go home and e- I mean, even now I'm walking through something where I'm just deeply hurt inside. And, and, um, but as much as, as much as that's true, um, I will not, I will not neglect the assignment God has given me. Amen. I will not allow the devil to win the day. And I will, like Paul says in this, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Not by my power to bottle up my emotions. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not emotionally the best guy in the world. I'm not crazy. I'm not talking like, like that. I'm talking like, I don't process emotions well. So I can't lean on me to be the guru to lead you guys. Yeah. I can only look at me to say, I can't do this, but Holy Spirit, I need you to move through me. Mm-hmm. That the, the best thing I could do is be Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars and lower my lightsaber. Yeah. And say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't win this, but ho- Holy Spirit, you can. Yep. And you can empower me. And I, I surrender myself to you. you I, I surrender myself to you as a husband because you're, you're, you'll, you'll make me a much better husband than I'll make myself. That's and you'll right. make me a much better father than I'll make myself. And you'll make me a, a much better um, pastor. And, and the offenses I've done to people that you can actually apologize on my behalf better than I can. So when I can get to that moment, I can, I can lean in and knowing that you are good and you want reconciliation and you want, mm. you want that. And I just, it is honestly though, like being in a constant free fall in life. So if anybody is under a delusion that ministry is easy and a Christian walk is easy and it's hard, it is hard, but man, it is good and yeah. God is good. It's brutal. It is. It really it's is. It's brutal at moments, but isn't it beautiful? And yeah. that's what real love looks like. Like I'm, it is reckless. It is, it is scant. The grace of God is scandalous. Yes. But he is so kind to such broken people like us. But that is how covenant, unconditional agape love looks. And it's what we get to express when somebody gives you hell, you get to give them heaven. Like your shirt Come says, on. when, when, you know, whether that's at home or in your church fellowship, like we get to choose to keep our love on and do what at the beginning of this chapter, Paul invited us to do is grace and peace. Ooh, grace good. and peace. See, it comes from. God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. God will give you grace. And, and, and if it's a difficult relationship, and that could be in your home, it could be in your workplace, it could be in that small group or that serving team or that worship team or whatever that looks like, or could be uh, you know, th- that coworker, God will give you grace and peace to actually be able to extend what he is inviting you to do. And I would say even practically today, if there is a person right now that's being highlighted in your heart as you're listening to this, Maybe go through this formula. Start by one, giving thanks to God for them. Ask God, who do, who do you see them as? Help me to give thanks. That's your son. That's your daughter. That's your friend. That's your appointed leader. That's your pastor. That's whoever that is. At the end of the day, regardless of what they're not, in a culture of honor, we can honor who a person is without stumbling over who they are not. Come on. And so, God, give me the eyes to see who they are, to give thanks to you for who they are, and then recognize their contributions. Um, give thanks to God and and remember that they're they're valued. And so that's so important for us to do life together in harmony. And man, speaking of harmony, we got to keep in harmony with this clock because it's running out. But we're going to come right back, and Pastor David's going to come with a closing word to Morning Breath. So we'll see you in just a moment. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. 
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. I tell you what, Pastor Chris just dropped some wisdom out on us. I love it. When I look at this last part of my scripture, it says something so profound, and it's a root and core of our faith. And as we have our, our earthbound journey, um, 
of our story with Jesus Christ, we have to understand what Paul is writing here. He says, For they themselves shew us of what manner of entertaining in which we had unto you. I'm reading the King James Version, guys. And how ye turn to God from idols yeah. to serve the living and true God. So that is saying, hey, listen, we we had we got to see how you guys how you guys managed to turn to Jesus from fake things of this world yes. to the living God. And that word living there is so important because Christianity is just a set of rules for you and you cannot operate in the power of the Holy Spirit if your Jesus is dead. Yeah. If your Jesus only is the crucifixion, if your Jesus is only good doctrine of teaching for a nice living to be kind, mm. you cannot operate in the fullness of Christianity. There is more and that Jesus is not dead, but yeah. our God is alive. Yes. Jesus Christ defeated death, defeated the grave, ascended to heaven, sits at the right hand of God. The Holy Spirit now comes down to empower, to comfort, to guide us in what we are to do here to turn this world upside down. Preach. So I want to encourage you today. Life is more than what you see. You are more than what you know. Creation groans for you to take your proper place as a son and daughter of God empowered through the Holy Spirit because our God is alive. Man, that's fire. I, I say amen, brother. Thank amen. you for that high five right here. Boom. Y'all have a blessed day. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.